Welcome to episode 029, The Final Frontier, Healing My Pelvic Floor and the Forgotten Feminine. This episode dives into one of the last major aspects of my postpartum healing. I say that loosely because healing is a continuous cycle and it's not a linear process, but for me at this point, the pelvic floor and the forgotten feminine happens to be something that feels like the final frontier. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome, I'm your host, Claire Obeyed. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Through my personal brand of storytelling, musings, wisdom bombs and insights, we journey into motherhood, the catalyst if you so choose to become more conscious, aware and woke. I'm just one mama following the path to woke and I hope you choose to wake up with me too. Before we dive into this episode, just a little reminder for you that the next live round of the Alchemy of Emotional Freedom commences on November 11th. The Alchemy of Emotional Freedom is a beautiful online masterclass where I teach you one of my most favored and treasured tools for self-development, for self-growth, for self-awareness and for healing. And that is tapping the Emotional Freedom Technique. This beautiful masterclass combines tapping with some of my other favorite beautiful spiritual tools and that is learning how to channel and work with white light, learning how to cleanse your chakras, working with essential oils, all combined with tapping. And for the mamas out there, I also teach you how to introduce tapping into your children's lives too, which is a really powerful tool for them to have and to be exposed to from an early age. So head on over to claireobey.com, visit the EFT Masterclass tab and join up. It is only $69 and you'll get immediate access to the member portal and all of the materials that you need to get going on your own. And then you can join us for the live round classes commencing from November 11th. I can't wait to have you join us. Hello, hello, welcome and Well, let's get to it, huh? This is a big one for me. This is a really big conversation and I'm going to try and keep it tight, pun intended. Uh, And I'm also going to warn you, this is kind of vulnerable for me as well. I have no problem talking about this to people face to face for some reason, but sitting here right now thinking about recording this podcast and moving forward in this conversation, there's a little bit of hesitation there. It feels really raw but it feels like it's a very needed conversation. So bear with me as I muddle my way through this. Through this conversation on the final frontier of healing our pelvic floor and the forgotten feminine. And I really want to let you know that everything I'm sharing in this conversation today is from my own personal experience and my own personal exploration and growth within this. And there are so many different perspectives and ideas and thoughts And especially for you, it is really important that you 
see your own women's health physio, that you reference your own uh, body, <laughs> your own intuition, your own support system, and get the guidance that you need. And take what I'm sharing with you as just another perspective. So let me start here with this idea. I don't think that the conversation around pelvic floor health was ever shared to me or maybe I didn't seek out the information in the right way in a way that has left me feeling empowered and knowledgeable and respectful in my body and for what was possible within my body. I know that in the background of life there was always this conversation that you know, you need, to, you need to look after your pelvic floor when you're pregnant and when you're going to have a baby. This is all really important. And I respect that conversation. But I don't really feel like, for me, the message ever really got through. And I'm not putting that responsibility on anybody else other than me. Perhaps I wasn't open to the information. Perhaps I didn't receive it in the right way. Perhaps I didn't receive it full stop. But just dialing back to the very beginning when I first fell pregnant, And talking to my beautiful naturopath, she gave me some really special advice and she said, a lot of women spend a lot of time working hard on engaging and strengthening their pelvic floor and that often impedes on their experience of giving birth because their pelvic floor can be too tight. And as a yoga teacher at the time, a full-time yoga teacher, her guidance to me was to make sure I work equally on both relaxing and strengthening my pelvic floor. And so I did that. And I ended up having a relatively easy natural birth the first time around with no tearing. But I did have an hour of pushing. And that hour of pushing left me with what is called a pelvic organ prolapse. Now, the very first time I went to the physio was 18 months after my firstborn was born. And that makes me like go, what? At the beginning. And again, I just didn't know and it didn't occur to me and I also didn't have the time or the inclination to go down that pathway. At the time of my six-week checkup, everything was all fine and the midwife said, you've healed beautifully, everything is all good, off you go. And this is where I get a little bit frustrated. The information out there doesn't encourage you to perhaps seek out regular checks after that six-week check. In our culture, there is this idea that you are good to go after six weeks and that your body is ready to get back into exercise as it was before, which I now know is complete and utter crap. How can you spend nine plus months growing a baby in utero, every organ being pushed and moved to the side, ribs growing, physical structure completely changing, uterus expanding, blood pumping, hormones increasing. How can you go through all of that and then just expect that everything just snaps back? It doesn't. It really, really doesn't. And now two babies in, I know that it really, really, really doesn't. In fact, I think you could spend years trying to realign. So for me, there's this little bit of a background hum of frustration that I didn't really know enough and wasn't informed enough about the importance of space for your time, space, sorry, space and time for your body to heal properly for correct guidance, regular checkups. 
This might seem like common knowledge to you now as it is to me, but at that time it wasn't. So when I walked into this woman's health physio at 18 months postpartum and I was told that I would had a pelvic organ prolapse, quite a mild one at that point, um, yeah, it, it wasn't really a sh- It was like, uh, what is that? Okay, yeah, I don't really get it. What do I have to do? Tell me what to do. Okay, Kegels. And even at that point, I didn't feel like the physio stressed to me what a pelvic organ prolapse was, is, what could make it worse, what was really important to be mindful of, what um, this was, how serious it could be for the future as a woman and a, a childbearing woman. So I'm going to take a moment here and just explain this to you. A pelvic organ prolapse is where one or more of the organs that are held up by your pelvic floor, so your uterus, your bladder, your cervix even, rectal area, where one or more of those organs descends down, perhaps out through the vagina, even out through the anus, because the pelvic floor that muscle, that band of muscle and stretchy fascia and ligaments is weakened. So without terrifying you too much, my pelvic organ prolapse is just my bladder. It is not that major. I would say I'm a grade two, which means there's a slight descent into the vagina and there is a little bulge that comes out the vaginal opening. So yeah, this is really graphic and really detailed, but I'm sharing this with you because nobody shared this with me before. Nobody ever even presented this as an option to me. And when it was then presented to me, I was still clueless and still not given a thorough understanding as to what this is. What I want to share with you is it's not all doom and gloom. I'm going to get to that. But this is what I wish I was told. I wish I was told that this was a product of pushing for over an hour, that this is not the end of the world and that we can actually work through this, but you do have to be very diligent with the exercises that we give you, that Kegels aren't enough, and I'm going to get to that, that what you do in terms of exercise in the future, how you repair your deep core, and then throughout your next pregnancy and labor, all of that is vital in how your prolapse will progress, worsen, etc. I wish that message was drilled into me a little bit more because I was just a bit ho-hum, oh, a little bit of a prolapse, whatever that is, cool, I'll do my Kegels. I might just brush that under the rug and off we go. The brushing under the rug thing is something I'm going to come back to as well and that's the forgotten feminine that I want to touch on. So let's go back to this prolapse. So I was given these Kegels to do by my physio and I did them frequently and religiously and to be honest, I didn't really see much of a difference. The feeling that you get when you have a prolapse is obviously different for every woman, but for me, there is heaviness down below. There is a feeling of dragging. There is just like a constant feeling of discomfort below. There is this... uh, like annoyance almost it's like what is that feeling down there it sort of feels a bit heavy at that time there was some mild incontinence which I don't have anymore and that only really happened when I would cough or sneeze and at that time I used to think that that was the worst symptom that I had 
unbeknownst to me, that is not true, for my case at least. So off I went, everything kind of just leveled down. I wouldn't say that it worsened, uh, but I now know looking back that my prolapse wasn't managed correctly in terms of being really encouraged to work on my deep core healing. So any separation that I had, any weakening of the deep core, and that that is such an integral part to the healing of a prolapse. Fast forward a couple of years and here I was pregnant again. And I wouldn't say that my prolapse worsened during pregnancy, but I would say being busy with a toddler and heavily pregnant and all that comes with running a business and a family alongside that, I wouldn't say that I was diligent about looking after my prolapse and looking after my pelvic floor. And again, that's to my detriment. As many of you may have remembered from my birth story with Raphael, even though I ended up in an emergency C-section, I was 10 centimetres fully dilated, pushing very vigorously and intensely, trying to get this stuck baby out. So that pushing stage, plus the weakening that happens from an emergency C-section, which basically cuts through your TA, your transverse abdominis, so your deep core muscles, led me to, once again, uh, in the prolapse state. But I went to the physio much earlier this time postpartum, thank God. I felt that familiar, heavy, dragging feeling, and it felt worse. It was off the back of some exercise that I was doing, pushing the pram, rocking Raffi to sleep on the street corner or the park or wherever I was and often just throwing in a couple of squats and throwing in a couple of little lunges or whatever it was and not giving my body enough time to fully heal. And I want to say here, I waited till at least eight, nine weeks before I did any sort of gentle exercise. But what I didn't do was spend the time carefully reintegrating my core, bringing my muscles back and allowing this very gentle integration of the parts of my body that are all connected to the pelvic floor coming back together. I guess I didn't have the time at that time. That's an excuse, but I just sort of used the time rocking Rafi to do sort of some exercise and it made me feel good, but I wasn't activating that deep core properly. That deep core was very weak and that obviously continued to weaken my pelvic floor, which then progressed my prolapse. So when I went into the physio, she said that my grade of this prolapse was further along, and that, this time, that really hit home. This time, I felt really sad, and I felt that my body was really broken, and I felt really betrayed by my body, and my experience and the people around me that I considered to be a support network around this and a lot of really heavy feelings around this prolapse came about. I felt very disconnected from my body, very unhappy to be in it and freaked out, really, really freaked out. How was I supposed to have a sexual relationship with my partner? How was I supposed to carry my child? How was I supposed to exercise and lose the baby weight that I felt uncomfortable in and feel good in my body? And how was I supposed to spend the next 50, 60, 70 years on this earth with a vagina that was already broken? You know, and I'm just going to say a little asterisk here, a side note. It's not broken and 
it's not that bad, but this is where my head went. So I went from one extreme, baby number one, kind of putting my head in the sand and not really understanding what's going on and not digging deeper and asking questions. And to the other extreme of plummeting into despair over it. The first time the pelvic floor specialist offered me a pessary, which is like a silicon ring that goes into your vagina to kind of lift everything up and to support. And I obnoxiously and narrow-mindedly said no because I didn't like the idea of having something foreign in my body. But I didn't ask the right questions. What does it do? Do I really need it? What will this prevent for the future? Second time round, I said yes straight away. <clears throat> Anything I could do to get this up and going. So you may have heard, excuse me, <clears throat> in my language, a lot of, I didn't know, I didn't know, no one told me, I didn't know. And I can hear that as I'm talking to you and I can hear that um, desire to lay responsibility elsewhere and that desire to pass the buck. But I just want to say I'm very aware that that's coming through, but I have done a lot of work already on making peace with that and realising this is all on me. And yes, we're in a culture and society that talks about bouncing back and getting back to your pre-baby body and doing all the things that you used to do. I now don't believe that to be true or possible. I believe that there is a very slow, gentle healing that has to happen. And I think it's really important that that conversation is out there. I've, I've had friends who have had no issues with their pelvic floor for a year after giving birth for, you know, well into one year of postpartum and then have ended up getting a prolapse or going backwards with their pelvic floor health because they didn't do that powerful, special, deep core healing work, which I think should be a prerequisite. And there is a disconnect in the conversation from the physio to the midwife to the doctor. There isn't this common conversation that's happening there are different people talking about different things and this is why it's so confusing for us. So this is why I'm having this conversation trying to share everything that I have explored. And it's not easy. This is not an easy conversation for me to have but I know that if you're listening to this that you have probably experienced something similar or some other version of this and I hope that you're feeling grateful that I'm being honest about this because it's a vulnerable conversation but in the end this, these are the only ways that this will change. We have to have these honest, vulnerable, authentic conversations. So here I am many months into doing the many Kegels that <laughs> the physio has prescribed me and I'm wearing a pessary daily and I'm thinking, there's something not right here. There's something in my head that's telling me this can't be the only thing that helps to heal this. And it's not good enough. Whatever I'm being told to do is not good enough. And so I start digging. I start researching. I start trawling through the internet to try and find what's out there that potentially could help my healing process. There is this nudge from within saying to me that this, this is not enough, there's more, and this is only one piece of the pie. And I find a lot. I find a lot of interesting things out there, which I'm going to share with you now. I've read a lot of stuff from Christine Kent. She has a website called wholewoman.com and she talks about a huge revolution in women's health and really breaks down the difference in a woman's pelvis in comparison to a man and how we are structured so differently and how important it is to work with what she calls the whole woman posture. I then find 
different techniques around Kegels and different tools and equipment that you can use to engage your pelvic floor or to support your um, process of doing Kegels. So um, pelvic floor trainers that you insert and you, you squeeze and pulse and you track them on your phone and do all these fun games. The one that I purchased and bought was called... Oh, my God, I can't remember. I will add it into the show notes. It will, I will add it there. So I start using different things like that and incorporating some of Christine Kent's ideas. And then I head over to a website called the Mutu System and I start doing this super, super gentle, like insanely boring, deep core activation and healing work. And I start to see a difference a gentle difference, but I start to see a difference. But there's still something tugging at me. There's still something saying, you can change these symptoms, Claire. You can change this experience for you. And there has to be a coming back into your body and there has to be a holistic approach to this. So I dig a little further and I come across something called hypopressive. H-Y-P-O-pressive. I invite you to Google it. It's really interesting and the most interesting thing for me when I came across this was that it is based on a yogic breath technique that I learnt many, many years ago when I was doing my yoga teacher training. In short, it is the act of sucking your belly and your deep core in and up for 10 or 20 seconds at a time and holding your breath, reducing the intra-abdominal pressure within your belly and drawing everything in and up. So I found a practitioner in Sydney that teaches this and it's very underground at the moment because it goes against a lot of what other pelvic floor specialists are talking about and it's a technique that is so powerful and so simple it kind of undoes a lot of what other people are saying. I saw more results in the first week of doing this technique than I had in a year of Kegels. I now incorporate them both. I do this technique for 10 minutes every morning with my Kegels and I'm not experiencing any symptoms from my prolapse anymore, which is pretty big, right? It's really massive. So here I am, I'm in search mode. I'm doing my absolute best to find what I can and this leads me down the rabbit hole of the forgotten feminine this part of our body that is connected to creating life, miracles, to deep creativity and sensuality and pleasure and passion. And I realised I'd completely cut myself off from all of that. I'd created life, I'd given birth, and I was now engaged with my children from my heart, but I was cut off from the belly down. And I was seeing that play out in all areas of my life, from my work, my relationship, to my relationship to my body, to my love for my body, to sensuality and pleasure and connection. And it started to make sense to me. It's like, well, of course, this is happening in my body. Of course, there is a prolapse. Of course, there is a literally falling to pieces of my internal feminine center, my base chakra, my sacral chakra of course this is happening because I'm completely disconnected 
for whatever reason, I'm not sure, maybe the process of giving birth, maybe there's an energetic cutting point, maybe there is something that happens in motherhood that disconnects us from ourselves and we're taught that we're not supposed to be sensual, powerful, creative beings and be a mother at the same time or that you can't be sexy and empowered and uh, connected to your sexuality and express that all at the same time as being a mother and a caregiver and a domestic goddess. Maybe that's part of it as well. So here I am diving deep into the rabbit hole of healing the physical component of this prolapse and seeking out information to empower me and to go against the grain. You know, the amount of times I was told by the physio, yeah, this is just what you have to do. And yeah, you probably won't ever reverse it, but you'll just manage it. And yeah, that's all. That's all I've got. I just sit there going, that's not good enough. So here I am diving deep into that side of things. And then without intending to, I'm being taken down the pathway of diving deep into my body, my femininity, my sexuality, my sensuality, my pleasure, my creativity. Am I in that space? Am I ready to go into that space? Am I willing to heal that part of me? Am I willing to bring life back into there? Because it currently, not currently, but it was currently feeling numb and disconnected and cut off. Ah, deep breath. <laughs> so where I'm at in my journey now is peeling back the layers one at a time of this forgotten feminine, of this feminine center that is and should be powerful and vibrant and electric and a creatrix center and a center that is a driving force for empowered creation and empowered love and pleasure and sensuality in my life. And how I'm doing this is through meditation and visualization and EFT and lots of reading and lots of reflection and mostly a lot of conversation with my womb and with my vagina and with my feminine center and with that part of my body which so powerfully created and birthed life and that has been disconnected and ignored and forgotten. And it's not been easy so far, it's uncomfortable and I'm still in it, I'm not sharing this with you from a place of look at me, I'm healed and I'm all perfect which is I guess why this is vulnerable because I'm not coming at this to you from an expert place. I'm coming at this to you from a, I'm still in it and I'm still growing through this and healing through this. But it's necessary and it's really important because I'm no longer willing to be cut off from this space. I'm no longer willing to feel angry and hurt and betrayed and disconnected from this part of my body which feeds into the rest of the conversation that I have about my body, about my feminine self, about who I am, about my self-worth. I'm no longer willing to be in that heavy, dark place with this. It's not okay. It's not okay for so many reasons. It's not okay because what is that going to do to the rest of my life? 
my purpose, my career, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with others, my relationship with self and with my children. What message am I sending to my daughter especially about her body, about her sensuality, about her connection with herself and her sexuality and this center that is the creator of all things for her? What message am I sending to her? And then what message am I sending to my son about what a woman can be like as a woman? She doesn't just have to be this domestic nurturing mother type. She can be all the other things that the feminine is, powerful and flowing and moody and expressive and the creator and sexy and dynamic and unashamed and beautiful and gorgeous. Am I embodying all of those things? No, definitely not all the time. Am I attempting to? Yes. I'm attempting to feel into my body and into my womb. I'm attempting to open my heart and surrender into sexuality and sensuality and to move and to flow and to dance and to feel into pleasure a bit more and to engage with her and let her know that I'm hearing her and I'm with her and I love her and I'm not going to keep ignoring her and shutting her off and hating her and betraying her and disconnecting from her and doing all those things that I was doing and to apologise over and over. Thank you for creating these babies and for birthing them and for doing all that you've done and will continue to do and I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I forgot about you. I'm so sorry that I ignored you. I'm so sorry that I cut off from you and hated on you when you were broken and when you were falling apart and when you needed me to pay attention and I buried my head in the sand. And that's really hard to say that out loud. But the truth is when you connect to this part of your body, the centre of your feminine being, and you choose to listen, you will hear her pain. And you will hear her calling out for you to love her and to reconnect with her, to find a way back into that wild woman and to know that you can be all sides of woman. You can be wild and you can be the nurturer and you can be in your masculine creating and taking action and you can be in flow and you can be quiet and present and still. And it can all still be beautiful and special and part of you. You just need to stay with her. <sighs> so as you can hear and see, healing the pelvic floor is not... linear and easy and streamlined for me at least it's messy and it's beautiful and it's necessary it's so necessary and I don't look back on any of it with regret because this is probably just where I needed to be to come into my feminine more and more and more and to find my wild woman and to find my sensuality and pleasure in a deeper way and I will update you as I go further along. But this is going to be a slow journey for me because it's not something that I have all the time and space for, all the time. 
there are other things that bump this down the list of priorities as much as I don't want to admit that that's the truth and then it comes back up again and back down the thing that I am consistent with at the moment is that physical healing of my pelvic floor of this deep core work this hyperpressive work and I have to say that sometimes I will do these kegel exercises drawing in and up and engaging the deepest part of my core and I feel this rush of energy from the base all the way through my spine this kundalini activation and it's like this ripple that moves through me and it's like whoa there you are so even though I might not do the emotional deep excavation work daily this internal connection this physical connection is tapping in energetically and that's opening me up bit by bit and it's exciting. So go gently with me as you listen and reflect on this but it would be really special and I think it's kind of important for me to hear from you on this, to hear back your response to this, your feelings to this, your camaraderie, your connection. I don't need you to divulge your personal wounds or scars or the state of your vagina. Of course, if you want to, please share that. But please connect with me. DM me, share this to your lady friends. This is a conversation that we all need to blow a little wider open. Not to scare each other, but to say... We need to pay attention and we need to know all sides of the coin as we enter pregnancy, birth and beyond. And we need to know that there is a way to support our bodies and our feminine spirituality and our femininity and our sensuality and pleasure. And we need to know that we can support each other through whatever healing has to happen as well. So for me, connect with me and for your beautiful lady friends out there share this with them and tag me as you do so I can see this message start to spread out so there we have it all laid bare the final frontier healing the pelvic floor and the forgotten feminine I'm really grateful that you listened in that you connected and I hope that this message landed in your womb in your sacral and in your base chakra and that you feel that and if there's tears moving through you, let them come through. That's her trying to speak through you. Thank you for being here as always. And you know, I'm just one mama on the path to woke. And it means so much to me that you're choosing to be here and to wake up with me too. Love and light to you, beautiful mama.
gorgeous mama. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Emma Seabold from Bar Body. I highly recommend you check her out on Instagram at Emma Bar Body or visit barbody.com.au to find one of her beautiful studios near you or join her incredible online studio as well. Just being in the presence of whatever Emma puts out into the world is really special and inspiring. And I hope that you found her words special and inspiring too. All right, gorgeous. Can't wait to connect with you next week. And as always, just a reminder that I am one mama on the path to work. And I hope you choose to wake up with me too.